visitors, please pick up your welcome bag at the connection site in the back of the sanctuary or at our welcome and information desk. Everyone, please write your name on our friendship card. Fill in your address to receive the newsletter or update your information. On the back, you can put prayer concerns, blessings, or notes to the staff and place in the offering plate. Enjoy, Enjoy the service! Good morning, everyone. We do welcome you to Pendleton Center United Methodist Church, and I'd like to invite you all to join me in our call to worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice, let us rejoice, and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the Lord, we come to you this day glorifying you, and we pray that you will come and dwell among us, fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we will experience you in a powerful way, be filled with your presence, with your joy, with your majesty, as we glorify the name of Jesus. Amen. I'd like to invite you all to stand, if you're able, as we sing together the battle hymn of the Republic. a beautiful day today such wonderful things to be thankful for such marvelous things that God has done for us Does anybody have any joy this morning something just bubbling within you you can't contain yes Sandy 
We are thankful to have you back. Praise God for all that he's done for you. I know, I know, I'm so happy. It was just so wonderful to see her. Yes. Amen, yes. Janet, so good to see you this morning. Uh, I'm thankful that I'm feeling better. I've been sick with this cold respiratory thing, and I'm feeling better. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. She had a visit from her brother she hasn't seen in 11 years. See, people are very thankful this morning and joyful for all that they have. I'm thankful because I have my family with me today. They're all here visiting, and I'm just so thankful to have my granddaughter, Caitlin, visiting me. Caleb. So, uh, as we are thankful for everything that God has given us, let us take our time to give in our offering. Father, we just thank you for this offering. We thank you, Lord God, for the blessings that you've given us. We thank you for this church and what this church does to the, with the community and how this church, Lord God, is just so willing to love others. And Lord, I just pray that this offering, Lord God, will be used for your glory. In your name I pray, amen. You may be seated.
this morning we have some concerns. We're going to pray for Lauren Early, who is being transferred to rehab after his back surgery. He's in absolute care of Gasport. And Kim Sosnowski, she has health concerns. And does anybody else have anything that they really want to bring before God this morning? Yes. Yes, Pastor Lisa. Who, who passed? Okay. Yes. Double pneumonia. June? Jim, okay. Anybody else? Caitlin, did you want, did you have your hand up? No? Okay. Okay. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. God, all the concerns that we bring before you right now, Lord God, the loss of loved ones. Lord, the heartbreak that people feel during that time. Lord, we just pray, Lord God, that you, the great comforter, would just touch their hearts. Let their memories, Lord God, comfort them. Let your Holy Spirit comfort them and give them peace. Even if it's been a week or a year or Whatever, Lord God, it still hurts. And God, I just pray that you would be with them. Pray for the diagnoses of cancer and the diagnoses of people, Lord God, that are just really struggling right now. And Lord, we just pray for them, that you would just touch their bodies, that you would be with them, that you would just comfort them through this, Lord God. Give them the right health care. Give them doctors and nurses, Lord God, that have their concern at heart. And Lord, I just pray for the, the health, Lord God, of people, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, for the miracles that you've given us by people coming back to church and uh, people that have been diagnosed, Lord God, and they're here today, Lord God, as a testimony of your, your prayer in our prayers, Lord God. I just thank you for that. I pray, Lord God, for our pastors. I pray for Pastor Sherry, Lord God, as she preaches today. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just speak through her, that you would just give her the anointing of God. Thank you that Pastor Lisa is being commissioned, Lord God, and that you have a call on her life too. And I pray for Pastor Tom and Pastor Jean and all the other pastors in this church. I pray for our trustees, Lord God, that you just be with them as they manage the finances in this, in this congregation, as they manage the day-to-day -day upkeep. And God, I pray for this nation as we celebrate Memorial Day, Lord God, as we look at the people and the lives that have lost in our nation, Lord God, our soldiers, our men and women. Lord God, I pray that this nation would be a lighthouse to the other nations, Lord God, that people would see you in us. Lord, I pray that you would help this nation to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as herself. I pray for our troops, Lord God, that you would protect and keep them safe. And Lord, I pray that you would just be with this nation, that you would help the leaders of this nation, Lord God, to bring light to this nation that they would have you in, in their heart, Lord God. And Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity that we have to just come before you boldly. Lord, that you would give us victory in our situations, that you would fight for us in every battle, that you would be next to us and ahead of us, Lord God, and that you would help us, Lord God, in all situations, in family situations, in financial situations. Lord God, that you would just be with us, Lord Jesus.
Thank you for your sweet spirit. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you do. And Lord, as we leave this place later, Lord God, just put thank you in our heart. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's take the opportunity to listen to the word of the Lord. morning. This is Luke 17 verses 11 through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he said, saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Madeline. So this morning's story... Um, Luke makes a point when writing it of saying that Jesus was heading toward Jerusalem, meaning that Jesus is heading to the cross. Jesus is going to be heading into that part of, of his saving ministry. And in the process, he's going near Samaria. And the reason that's in there is because it's not something that the Jewish people ever did. They would actually make a point of avoiding Samaria at all costs because Samaritans were viewed as people of less than. They were considered heretics. They were mixed breeds. They had taken the Jewish faith and mixed it up with a bunch of other stuff and they had intermarried and it was just like they were considered to be unclean, unholy, unworthy, unwelcome, and they were despised. And so the Jewish people in general would avoid Samaritans, which is why when Jesus told the story of the good Samaritan, he was making a really strong point. You know, these are people, and Samaritans are just as worthy and just as good as people who can say they love God. So Jesus is heading toward this village, and it says that There were 10 men with leprosy, and they stood at a distance. Now, leprosy at that time could be any kind of skin disease, but it could also very well be leprosy like we know it in in its most extreme form. Leprosy is something that is disfiguring. It will cause you to lose pieces of your body, pieces of your face. It will cause you to basically rot your skin. It's just awful. It's painful. You go blind. And what would happen was that the people who were proclaimed to have leprosy, because there was a real concern about it being contagious, they said, you are then required to go out of the community. You may not be near us. We cannot have any contact with you. You may not have any contact with us. So people who had leprosy were basically given a death sentence They were cut off from everything. Physically, they were going to be cut off with this death sentence, but also they were cut off from their family. They were cut off from their community. They were cut off from their jobs. The only way they could ever get any money or any food was to beg because they had no opportunity. And lepers at that point, what they would say is they were required to actually wear torn clothing and keep their hair all disheveled so that out of distance, people could actually see that someone who has unclean. In fact, people at that time thought that the reason they had leprosy was clearly because they were sinners. They had done something wrong. And so from a distance, they were seen as unclean. In fact, they had to take their robe and put it over their face, at the bottom of their face, if they came near anyone. And they'd have to shout out, unclean, unclean, 
warning everyone to stay away. I mean, can you imagine if we, every time we came anywhere, we had to shout out what our sins were? Can you imagine? Gossiper! Gossiper! Liar! Stealer! Cheater! Wow. So they're cut off from community. And our own sin does the same thing. Sin makes us sick. Sin makes us isolated. Sin puts us in a state of need. And so that sin, that sickness, isolation, and need, they, they're actually brought out, and they're, they're not even allowed to be within 150 feet of, peop- of people. Anything they touch has to be burned. Can you imagine being treated that way? And they call out to Jesus. They call out from a distance, it says, because that's what they had to do. And Jesus responds, just like when we are faced with our own sin and we shout out to God, Jesus responds. And they call out saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And some translations say, have mercy on us. And Jesus responds because he saw them. It says he saw them, people who were generally not seen. It says Jesus saw them just like he sees us. But here's the thing. When you notice the story, he doesn't heal the lepers in a way that he does other healings. He doesn't do like he did with with the blind man and take some mud and put it on the eyes. He doesn't lay hands on them. He doesn't even go near them. What he does is he just tells them to be obedient because he says, go and tell the priests. Now, the reason they had to tell the priests was because if you were a leper... The only way you could get back into community was if a priest fully examined you. You were then declared completely clean, and then you would go through, once you're declared perfectly clean, then you would go through several days of ceremonial and ritualistic um, practices in order to be reinstated into community. Okay? So going to sell the priest means... I'm going to be healed. I'll be presenting myself as healed. But Jesus didn't heal them at that time. It says, as they went, they were healed. Which means that they started off with incredible obedience, with incredible trust to say, I'm going to listen to Jesus and do what Jesus says in spite of my not having any proof whatsoever that what he says is real, that what he says is true that what he says is really going to happen. Just like for us, when we are told by Jesus, go and do, do we need proof? Or can we walk in that faith? Can we walk in that obedience? Can we walk in that trust? Knowing that God will do what God's going to do and that God is always good. They all went. And it says, as they were going... They were healed. Now, can you imagine that moment? These lepers, which actually there were lepers that were Samaritans and Jews mixed together, something that normally didn't happen, but when you're made an, uh, someone who's ostracized, you find others like yourselves. And as they're going down the path, they see themselves healed. Healed. Can you imagine the sores gone? Everything gone. What's your reaction when you see God in motion? They're healed. Oh, how do you react? How do we respond when we see God moving? How do we respond? We have to make a choice at that time how we respond. And they did lots of different ways of doing it, actually two different ways. I mean, when you receive an incredible gift, what is it we treat our children to say? please and thank you. I mean, it's one of the most early things we teach our children. We say thank you. It's like um, some torturous moments sometimes when you watch your child receive a gift and you're like, oh, please say thank you, please say thank you, please say thank you. (laughs) And when they don't, you say, what do you say? (laughs) 
<laughs> and, you know, it's just something that we want to make sure we do because it, it offers a connection. It offers a response that is a, of appreciation. And so, you know, my, my son, um, Joshua, when he was about three years old, um, we, we had a birthday party for him. And it was one of those birthday parties where everybody's an adult except his little sister. You know, it's like he's three, whatever. <laughs> and we're all sitting in a circle at one point, and it was time for the gifts. And he received this one gift. And it was, again, that, oh, please say thank you, please say thank you. And he, I, I will always remember this. He, he got this gift, and he, like, slowly opened it, like, in awe that he received something. And when he saw it, he was like, And he walked over to the person that had given it to him, arms wide open. He's like, thank you. I was like, oh, proud mama moment. (laughs) Yes, yes, he got it. And and he did that with, you know, because then I thought, oh, maybe that was just the first one. He did that with every single gift, every single time. And it's like, yes. Now, can I say that he did that every time in his entire life? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Can we say that we've always expressed gratitude every time in our entire life? Probably not. But you know we're called to as people of God. You know, we're supposed to be expressing thanks in all areas because we've been given such a great gift from God. And it's so easy to just be so self-centered and focusing on what we're doing and what's good for us that we really don't see out. We don't see others. We don't see what's going on. You know, it's Memorial Day weekend. And I confess that Memorial Day weekend, unfortunately for me, immediately sparks, day off! I'm going to get my planting done. We're going to have a barbecue. We're going to do the me, 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 right? And it's like, no, stop, think, Pray, praise. There are people who don't have loved ones anymore because they gave their lives for me and my freedom. Whoa. That's a game changer that surpasses whether or not I get my plants in. Can I still get my plants in? Yeah. Will I? Hopefully. But it's taking the time to really put everything in perspective you know, we, if we, as people of God, walked through life with, with an intentional attitude of gratitude, this society would have huge changes for the better. We have people who are in our lives and in the communities. You know, just because somebody's paid to do something doesn't mean that we don't we shouldn't thank them. You know, that waitress that comes and gives me my glass of water, yes, she's going to be paid to do that, but I'm really thankful she did it. Those people that are paving the roads, I'm thankful for them. The people that are teaching our children, I'm thankful for them. How are we expressing ourselves? You know, I can't tell you the number of times that teenagers are telling me that of the people who are just horrible to them as they're trying their very best to work in a job and someone orders their double latte mocha whatever and nasty not a thank you you know last night um i ended up in the emergency room it i'm fine it's all good um Except that I got no sleep, but other than that, I'm fine. Um, but in the process, I, when I got there, the, the one nurse, he was kind of bristly. You know, he was really kind of, you know, and after he did some things, and he starts walking, I said, well, thank you. And he, he stopped. And he turned around, and he gave me this huge smile, and he said, you're welcome. And his attitude from that point on completely changed. We have the power to change what's around us when we open our eyes to see other people and see what other people are giving. You know, we have in this church, we actually have a, um, a policy that we don't publicly thank people. And the reason is because, number one, there would probably be a tendency to lift up the people who are more prominent, you know, doing the big things that everybody notices, while slews of people who are doing the -the behind-the-scenes things are not recognized. And so we don't want to do that. And we also don't want to create a culture where people are 
serving in order to be thanked. That kind of misses the point. We do it because we love God and we love each other. But that doesn't mean that loving each other means that we don't see each other and we shouldn't be appreciating everyone and saying, thank you. I, for one, am really, really thankful for all of you and what you do with this church because this church would not run without you. This ministry would not be here without you. And I am so grateful and so thankful for you. And we should be lifting each other up in that way. And we, in our own family, we have a tendency to kind of take it all for granted. You know, after a while, it's like, well, that's what they do. That's what I do. And I'm focused on my own thing. I was, I was reading this um, blog recently of this woman. And I think she was really brave for putting it out there for, um, the way she did. She starts off by saying, I am doing everything around the house. My husband doesn't appreciate me. I'm doing everything. I, and, and she goes on this rant, right? So she, she actually worked to set him up. And what she did was she, she decided she was going to make a list of absolutely everything that had to happen in the house to make the house run. And she threw in a couple things that she knew he did just so it didn't seem like so much of a setup, right? Um, and she, but she knew darn well that when they sat down to look at this list, it would become really clear that she was doing everything. And he needed to be thankful. He needed to step it up. And so, so she goes, I don't recommend this, by the way. <laughs> uh, so she goes and she takes this list and she sits down with her husband and says, you know, I think we need to really discuss the things that are going on around here. And, you know, I made a list of all the things that need to happen. And he's like, well, that's a very un- incomplete list after looking at it. Oh, what do you mean? I put down everything. Really? I, I don't see lawn care on there. Or, or how about taking care of the finances? Or how about taking care of the taxes? Or how about re- making all the travel arrangements? And, I mean, he just kept going down over and tons of things she had just oblivious to, just taken for granted, right down to the point of and getting the creepy crawly things out of the house and official spider killer. <laughs> and so this big aha she was expecting from him, aha, she got the aha. Whose eyes were closed? Whose eyes are closed? You know, you, you miss the big picture when you're so focused on yourself And it's so easy to do, becoming focused on what we want and what we're doing and how we need to be appreciated. But if we're doing it with an act of love, the ten lepers, they're all healed. Wow! Make a choice. How are you going to respond? Nine of the lepers, lepers that were Jewish, which means that they were people who followed God. They said they were God followers. They were Jewish. And they decided to keep on going to the priests. Why? Because it was good for them. They got to be restored back to community. They got to get their family back. They were excited to be able to move forward in their life. And they wanted to do that for them. And it's such a dangerous way to respond. Because on the one hand, yeah, you get it. You know, how many of us with faiths that wouldn't say, yes, I get to do this. And yet we forget to thank God. We forget that God should be the priority in all of these things. That God should be the one taking the first response. You know, there's also a danger of, did they expect it? Were they, were they taking God moving in this way for granted? A lot of times we'll just revert back to self. We'll revert back to self, and yet we need to make sure that we are recognizing God's love, God's mercy, God's great gift, not because we deserve it in any way, but because God loved us. In our church family, in our family family, you know, we don't want to take people for granted. We want to make sure we're showing appreciation. I am so thankful for everyone here, for thankful for my family, thankful for everyone with different gifts, you know, official spider killer. I am thankful for you. But the Samaritan, the Samaritan was the least likely to respond. The Samaritan was the one who was unclean, unworthy. 
not a God follower. The one who was least expected to because people who claimed they were following God should have had that on their heart and responded immediately with thanks. But it was the Samaritan who was doubly cursed, or cursed because he was a Samaritan, cursed because he had leprosy, doubly cursed who became doubly blessed, and he responded with incredible thanksgiving. We need to open our eyes and open our hearts to what God is doing in our lives and the people in our lives that are doing it and see God and praise God to give thanks to one another and walk in that attitude. And one of the other things I noticed with this is something that's not in the story. When that Samaritan came back, he did not throw himself at the feet of Jesus and praise God and say, praise you, Jesus, but you know what? That heaven leprosy thing, that wasn't fair at all. I didn't like that at all. It wasn't fair. It wasn't right, you know, and just, but. Praise you, but. No. He didn't come back with a glass half half empty. He didn't even come back with a glass half full. He came back with a glass overflowing. Overflowing with gratitude. Overflowing with praise. Overflowing with love. Overflowing. Whatever was past is past. God is here. God is moving. God is good. Praise the Lord. And he humbly throws himself at his feet and it says loudly, loudly, unabashedly, boldly, praise the Lord. Wow. That's the response. That's the response. And Jesus, seeing this response, says your faith has made you well. And that word well is sozo, which means saved. Your faith has saved you, meaning salvation. Those others, yeah, they were healed physically. But this Samaritan, with that attitude of gratitude, he was saved. Wow. Wow. I'm going to invite you to say a prayer along with me, a prayer of confession as we open up our eyes and our hearts. Won't you pray? Lord, I haven't always seen your blessings. I haven't always had a grateful heart. Sometimes I've taken others for granted. Sometimes I've taken you for granted. Take away my sin. Please forgive me. Open the eyes of my heart that I may see you. Put thankfulness into my heart. Put thankfulness into my soul. Let me speak it. Let me sing it. Let me live it. That I might praise you boldly as one who is saved from my sin. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm going to invite you, if you're able, to stand and sing with us. Open the eyes of my heart.
good news. The good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. And this proves God's love for you and for me. So in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. No, I don't think so. No. Glory to God. Amen. Let me hear it. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You know, Martin Luther said he, he defined worship as the tenth leper coming back. The tenth leper coming back is what worship is all about. And so we come here to praise the Lord. Let me hear you praise the Lord. Praise, now praise the Lord as if you were just saved from your sins. Praise the Lord Lord as if God loves you. Praise the Lord Lord as if you had eternal life. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord as if your sins are forgiven. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes. Because we are here to praise God and to walk in that praise and that thanksgiving for all that God has done to us. And with that praise that we carry through, we're going to sing it. We're going to live it. We're going to know it. Song of love. We're going to sing a song of love, giving thanks to God. which means, which is where we got the word Eucharist from, communion. Communion, a time, we actually call it the great thanksgiving, a time where we thank God for who God is and what God has done. And so with that spirit of thanksgiving in our hearts, as we prepare for the great thanksgiving, let's greet one another with that peace of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. Peace. 
in here so I don't know if Pastor Sherry had you do this or not but I want you to take just a minute and get real quiet and I want you to think of those things that God has blessed you with that you are so thankful for and lift them up as an offering to God as you lift yourself up before God offering everything that you are everything that God's given you Let's offer it before God right now silently in thanksgiving. God loves us so much. God has sent his son. And his son has invited us to come to the table. If you love God, if you repent of your sin, if you seek to live in peace as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are welcome to come to the table this morning. God will meet with you here. Oh, God can meet with you anywhere. God can meet with you when you're out for a walk in the woods. God can meet with you first thing in the morning when you wake up before you even roll out of bed. God can meet with you in the best and most joyous circumstances of life. And when you're in the depths of despair, God can meet with you there. But this, this is a more special place. Because it's a place where God said, do this. In remembrance of me. Do this remembering everything that I have taught you. Do this remembering how much I love you. You are welcome to come to the table this morning. Whether it's your first time here or you've been coming all your life. Whether you've called yourself a Christian since before you can even remember 
Or today is the day that you said, wow, I need to follow this Jesus who is the way, the truth, and the life. You are welcome to come to the table and meet with God. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. In the beginning, your spirit moved over the face of the waters. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. Your spirit came upon prophets and teachers, and you anointed them to speak your word. So with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. At his baptism in the Jordan, your spirit descended upon him and declared him your beloved son. With your spirit upon him, he turned away the temptations of sin. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always baptizing us with the Holy Spirit and with fire as on the day of Pentecost. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise. And he gave it to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood. The blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, in union with Christ's offering for us, as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood and empowered by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Shall we pray together with the confidence of dearly beloved children of God, the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving this morning please come forward. is ready. Come, worship the Lord. If you'd like, you're welcome to light a candle as a symbol of your prayer. You're welcome to come to the rail for prayers, for anointing with oil, for whatever it is that you need. Come and worship the Lord. You are welcome.
as we sing together, ye servants of God. as we say together to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen.